We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, Hoosier fans, and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle uh, preview show. Tonight we are previewing Indiana's matchup at Illinois on Saturday. I'm Sammy Jacobs. TJ Inman will be along with us shortly uh, to go over this matchup. Both teams went into this game at 0-6 in the Big Ten. Indiana 3-6 overall. Illinois 2-7. Uh, so, uh, it's a big game, Indiana. Uh, six, this is it. You can't lose any more games and go to a game. Uh, it's it's do or die. So, coming into this game, uh, they're going to have to pick it up. They're, they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites that I saw, but we know uh, that game at Maryland, they were favored by team hasn't earned uh, the attitude where they could take an opponent lightly and win. Uh, TJ, welcome to the show. Uh, hopefully, you're feeling all right, and, and uh, we'll talk a little football. Absolutely, yeah. Ready to uh, thanks for that. And ready to talk about a game that Indiana, um, you know, really has to win. There's no more. Um, if I use to get to a third bowl game, the uh, the route is, you know, difficult but pretty obvious. Uh, they've got to win these next three games, and uh, that starts with uh, Saturday in Champaign, uh, an opponent that IU absolutely should beat. Um, you know, should be better than them. Uh, in each phase of the game, but, uh, you know, IU has to, this game is, is for me, this game is about IU. Uh, they need to play smart, clean football on offense, defense, and special teams, have a 60-minute game with no major breakdowns, uh, and, and get out of Champaign with a convincing victory. Um, you know, ultimately, I it doesn't matter how many they win by, but... Uh, if they cannot control the game, I'm not saying they have to blow Illinois out and win by 40, uh, but if they are unable to, um, you know, control the game on Saturday, uh, I am not going to feel very confident at all heading into the Rutgers game. No, this is uh, – you're absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that hurt them last week was penalties. You can't have the holding penalties that you had last week. Uh, you no. know, you can deal with a face mask penalty here and there. You know, those are just effort plays. Uh, but, you know, holding penalties, pass interference plays, those are just things that, you know, they can be prevented. This Illinois team, they're starting true freshmen along the line. They're probably going to start a true freshman at quarterback at Camp Thomas. Uh, they're averaging 16.7 points per game. They're giving up more than that, uh, around 20, 28, 27 points. Their defense isn't terrible, uh, but this is an Illini team who 
really hung on to beat a bad Ball State team uh, at the beginning of the year. They they beat Western Kentucky, which at the time looked like a nice, uh, you know, a good win. But Western Kentucky coming with a new coaching staff, their offense last year, and then uh, you know they they've gotten pummeled uh, by most of their opponents that they that they played. Uh, it's hard to go look at common opponents. Uh, the only common opponent that that IU has played so far uh, with Illinois is Wisconsin. Illinois lost to Wisconsin 24-10. Uh, but that was a game that Wisconsin uh, controlled most of the game. Uh, they lost John Taylor in the in the middle of it. So, you know, there are definitely um, some things that, you know, could point to Illinois staying in this. But you're right, the major red flag should come up if Indiana can't control this game and and get at Illinois with, with a convincing victory. Yeah. Um, you know, Illinois' best – offensive performance uh, points-wise was 24 against Ball State and 24 against Rutgers. Uh, But really their best offensive game of the year was uh, probably back in the second conference game of the season um, against Iowa. They had uh, 446 yards against the Hawkeyes, which that's really impressive. Uh, But, you know, they had four turnovers and ended up getting blown out as a result of it. They couldn't uh, they moved the ball between the 20s, couldn't convert in the red zone, and had four turnovers. So, um, you know, that's the kind of thing uh, that Illinois has come across, is even when they do have, you know, good yardage performances, uh, they're unable to capitalize on those yards by getting points. Um, they only had 250 yards last week against Purdue, were 2 of 13 on third downs, um, you know, something to look for is who's going to play quarterback. It, it appears, uh, based on last week and based on, honestly, kind of how they should be approaching this, in my opinion, uh, Cam Thomas, a freshman from Chicago, who is a more athletic option than Jeff George Jr. is, um, provides a running threat. Unclear how much of a throwing threat he is at this time. Right now, he's just uh, 14 of 35 with three interceptions. Uh, he does have a, a long rush of 27 yards. And well, you can just tell he's elusive in the backfield. Certainly uh, his frame is, is not one that you would uh, want to go up against uh, Big Ten defenses if you could be choosy about it, but uh, they can't. You know, they're in a spot where I think it's time for them to kind of turn for a guy that does have a, a bit of a high ceiling, and that's Cam Thomas. If they can develop him, uh, he's a guy that could get fans excited for their future if he can have a nice ending to the season. So I would expect Cam Thomas to get the nod on Saturday uh, after he started against Purdue and, and played most of the snaps in that game. Uh, Jeff George Jr. just does not offer anything above probably mediocrity uh, at, at best uh, with him. So I think they'll probably turn to Cam Thomas uh, running back um, they're without Mike Epstein, who another freshman that, that looked pretty good before going out with an injury. Um, last week, Kendrick Foster was the only guy that uh, saw the field for them as a running back, or at least saw carries. Uh, right now, he's only averaging 3.8 yards a carry. Uh, last week, he was okay. I think he got about 73 or 74, something like that. Um, but not a. They don't really have a. a big-time threat at running back. Uh, and then wide receivers. Um, Ricky Smalling is, is 
looking like he could emerge as a as a really good weapon. Right now, 16.6 yards a catch, and, and again, he's just a freshman. Um, Malik Turner is their secondary target, and then Mike Dudek. Um, yeah, I I can't say whether or not he's been able to recover well or not, uh, but he's certainly not been the threat that he was before his injuries. You, you feel for a guy like that. Uh, Indiana dealing yeah. with a similar thing with Jason Harris. And Dudek has not had a catch in two of the last three games. So, you know, yeah, really he hasn't just played not a ton in, of offensive weapons. Not a ton. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't played in, in two of the last three games. They came in right. uh, to this season, going back to the running game. You thought Kendrick Foster would have a nice season. He had a good year as a, uh, as a junior last year. And you just thought he, he would be better. Um, but he hasn't been. He's played in all games for them, only has 170 yards rushing. Uh, you know, it's behind a bad offense, a young offensive line uh, to do that. This again, you look at it on paper, and there are so many. You look at the chart; their rushers are freshmen. Their their starting quarterback is probably going to be a freshman. Their top two of their top four receivers are freshmen, uh, and you just. It's a very young Illinois team, uh, and IU's got to be aware that this week that they say, oh, look, we're facing Indiana. They're 0-6 in the Big Ten as well. This is our shot for, for a Big Ten win, playing at home um, it, it, it with, you know, against a, an opponent that's, a, that's historically been a matchup opponent for them uh, and, and all of that. But Indiana's got to, you know, we learned from Maryland, you can't take anybody lightly. Uh, this is a game where you have to to focus 100 uh, percent, and you're right. Eliminate mistakes. This is a game where Simi Cobb should be the best player. Uh, Indiana in the secondary uh, as a receiver going up against Illinois secondary. This is a game where Morgan Ellison should see uh, some daylight running the ball. It's a game where Richard Lego probably will start. Uh, should have a good game against Illinois. It's a game that the, this defensive line can can dig through too. Illinois' two starting tackles are true freshmen. Uh, Indiana's some seniors up front at defensive end. Uh, they have Nate Hoff in the middle. This is a defensive line or an offensive line that Indiana should be able to take advantage of. Get some TFLs. Yeah, Cam Thomas is elusive in the backfield, uh, but you can force him some bad throws. This is really a a defense or an offense that Indiana can shut down, have some success, maybe pad those numbers on the defense side of the ball and get those rankings back up where Tom Allen uh, wants to give them the confidence that they need to go into the final two games uh, of year. But it is one game at a time. You have to dig it one quarter at a time. Uh, win the first quarter, win the second quarter. Uh, and go on from there. Illinois has lost being outscored in, in every quarter of the season. Uh, we'll see what their interest light is like from their players. But, TJ, I'm telling you, this, this game, I want to say I'm not nervous because I'm a little nervous that IU doesn't show up for this one. But you got you, you got to be careful. If you could get this one, you could get the ball rolling. Rutgers at home, they're playing well. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a home game. You should get some confidence these last three games. Yeah, it, it's just a shaky feeling right now, at least for me, um, 
just because we have not seen this team in the Big Ten be able to get a victory. And that, I mean, that yep. matters to the psyche. It does. Uh, you know, I, I know that the players really believed that this was going to be, uh, it was going to play out differently than what it has. Um, I don't know how many of them legitimately believed that, you know, they'd win every game. Uh, I'm sure some of them did, but, um, you know, I know that those guys really thought this thing would play out differently than, than being 0-6 in the conference. Uh, we all did. And um, it's so it's disconcerting that, uh, that for a variety of factors, injuries, mistakes, uh, the, the schedule being the way that it is, um, you know, bad calls, just uh, poor play in some cases, poor execution, poor play calling. I mean, a, a ton of reasons that have all um, merged together to, to get IU where they are right now. And it's, um, well, you, under normal circumstances, I, I don't think that there'd be much hesitancy about this game. Um, but this this is not a normal circumstance. This team is very beat up, uh, and they both, you know, from an emotional standpoint and a mental standpoint and, and from a physical standpoint, uh, and, and I think that there's a lot of reason to, you know, be concerned about whether or not uh, these guys can can put it all together for 60 minutes and have a complete effort going to result in, in coming out on top on the road, even though they are the, the better team, uh, like I said, in pretty much all facets of the game. So um, it is a – I think it's, like you said, getting this first one uh, – and having a good performance can make you feel a lot better about things going into those final two uh, in your final home game against Rutgers. So uh, this is a, obviously it's a huge game for Indiana. Um, you know, on Illinois' defense, it's going to be interesting because the Illini, none of their top ten tacklers are seniors. Uh, those guys should all be back next year. Uh, they should be improved. You know they've they've got uh, they've got some some decent players there. Delshawn Phillips is a good linebacker, leading them in tackles. Um, Bobby Roundtree, uh, who is a guy that you know IU definitely wanted, uh, he's been able to get a lot of playing time and is tied for the lead in sacks uh, for the Illini. They they only have 14 of them as a team. Roundtree has three. Uh, him and uh, Crawford, James Crawford, both have three. Uh, you know, and just some of the numbers. Um, compared to what Indiana's done. Opponents are converting 46.34% on third downs. Uh, Indiana is only giving up 32.87, so that's a difference of 14%. That's probably two to three third downs per game in an average game uh, that Illinois is giving up more than Indiana. And then uh, the red zone, um, Illinois giving up uh, 80.49%. Uh, scoring with the 65% touchdown rate. Indiana's tick below that, 64.71% red zone rate. Uh, a big one here. Uh, both teams bad in turnovers. Illinois minus three. Indiana, of course, uh, a woeful minus 10, which um, is a big story about why Indiana has not been able to get a couple of these close games. Uh, being minus 10 is just completely unacceptable. Uh, from a uh, from defensive standpoint, that you haven't forced more takeaways, and then uh, from an offensive standpoint, that you've continued to have the the turnover problem that um, you know plagued them last season and has continued on 
uh, this year. It has gotten better, uh, particularly in the interceptions, but, uh, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned that IU would, you know, dominate statistically and then find a way to have a couple of boneheaded penalties, have a special teams breakdown here and there, and turn the ball over three or four times and, and find a way to be in a real tight game that goes down to the wire. And if it does, uh, I don't know how anybody could have any confidence that IU pulls it out. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's almost like Pavlov's dogs where uh, close yeah. games in the Big Ten and, and people, yeah, they sort of check out. And that, that's going back to, you know, Indiana was up 10 nothing last week. And then they're still ahead 10-7. Fumble happens. I'm walking on the uh, – I'm down on the sidelines. It was, you know, understandably a smaller crowd. It, it, it was, the weather wasn't great. It's a noon kickoff. But – Man, it was silent. Uh, it, it was like being at a, yep. at a funeral down there where, or, you know, even to put it into more perspective, it's like being at a hospice. It, it, you knew what was coming. And um, yeah. it, it's kind of pathetic and sad. You know, I did this shirt, it was a, a bad call. They, they got the rule wrong and, and things like that. But, man, this fan base is just itching and waiting for things, uh, bad things to happen. And, and I, I totally get it. And that if this is a close game against Illinois, that that sneaks into people's minds and sneak into the coaches and players' minds. Uh, but there's always in, in the fans, you know, as soon as, as soon as IU punts or, or makes a bad play, it's, oops, here we go again. So hopefully they could watch that brains uh, as far as the guys on the sideline. I think playing a, playing a road game helps that too. It's you against the world. You got your, your seven some odd yeah. guys, your coaching staff, uh, your friends and family in the, in the band, and, and you know the band's going. That's all you need. Uh, it, it's us against the world and you know, Indiana just out has, has, uh, has uh, better players right now than Illinois. And it's a game that they absolutely should win. And if they don't, you have to look, take a hard, long look at what this program needs. Yeah, you could blame injuries, and there's been uh, a lot of them. You've lost two starting wide receivers. Uh, You've lost, at times, your starting running back. Uh, Your best running back and guest, Jet, is out. Uh, Ian Thomas has been out. You're starting tight end. Uh, you've missed Brandon Knight a little bit uh, a few times. Uh, Simon Stepniak has been out. And that's it's not even all. Ashawn uh, Riggins has been out. Uh, some death pieces on defense. Juan Harris is out. You know, there, there's Marshall a lot of injuries. Ball. Yeah, Marshall Ball's been out for most of the year. You know, all these guys where, you know, it wears on them a little bit. So, you know, Indiana has to. You could blame it uh, a little bit on that, but you got to take if they if they can't win Saturday, you got to take a look at this program. Is you know what's going on? Why 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 can't we beat an Illinois team uh, that clearly better of? Is it coaching personnel? Is it playing personnel? Is it bad luck? Is it Big Ten refs? Is it you know scheduled to start the year? You know what's going on. So yeah, you could be a little frustrated, uh, but this is where most people predicted Indiana to be uh, was three and six going into these last three games. Uh, it, it's not shocking. Uh, 
uh, to me that they're three and six. Sure. Did we kind of expect better? Did we wish that they, they would split the, one of the Michigan state uh, Maryland games? Uh, Do we wish they, they beat Michigan? Yeah. But three and six, if you're a, a betting person, that would probably be the odds on record uh, that you, that you'd have going into this game. So there's still a lot of season to play. You have a, a quarter of the season left. Everything's still on the table as far as bowl game uh, and beating Purdue, uh, things that, that matter. You know, the biggest thing is you got to get some wins and keep this recruiting class together. And hopefully you can string three wins together, get to a bowl game, get those 15 passes uh, in and, and develop some of these younger players. So that if you do have another year where injuries are like this, you have some developed younger talent you could put in there as depth pieces. I, I think that, you know, one of the things Tom Allen mentioned um, on uh, Monday's press conference was how many snaps uh, Tigre Scales and Chris Cunningham had played, and uh, it was 80-plus, and they played every defensive snap. And that's a result of, you know, Mike McGinnis not being ready. Uh, it's a result of Damian Willis being injured. Um, and, and it's, you know, Keontae Walton uh, being out with surgery. Uh, you know, Ron Jones when, hasn't when played. Players, I mean, there's a right, lot of them. Yeah, when when players are uh, injured, it does not affect just the player that's injured. It it impacts everyone in that position group because you're either sliding pieces up on the depth chart that aren't ready to be there, uh, or you are asking you know, guys like Scales and Covington to play about 20 more snaps than you ideally want them to play. And that's, I mean, you can kind of point to uh, late game drives where the defense has just been gassed, uh, and and those have occurred almost every week. And it's, you know, I'm sure the coaches are well aware of it, but uh, when you are going to be turning to completely unproven players and guys you don't trust at this point, uh, you're probably going to make the decision to keep Scales and Covington in and take your chances. Um, and that, that's what they've done. I can't blame them for it. Uh, but that's what injuries do. And if you don't have that overall roster depth, uh, which you know IU is building but needs to continue to build, uh, if you don't have that, then you're going to end up losing close games, and that's that's what has long been a problem for IU football, and uh, it's something that Tom Allen is well aware of, and um, how well he's able to address it is going to determine ultimately kind of how successful he is as the head coach at Indiana. Yeah, that's definitely correct. Is, is you got to attack this problem through recruiting. Uh, he said he's ideally wants to redshirt people. That's just not – the world do you want to redshirt everybody sure uh but there are freshmen coming in could probably help next year there are guys are yeah. inevitably going to get banged up and and freshmen are going to have to play uh, so you gotta take you know you gotta get the best players you can in here and and see what happens um you know and other things so tj let's real quick before we we you know wrap up one key to the game this week, uh, what's your one thing that IU has to do to, to get the W Saturday? Win the turnover battle. Uh, I feel like if Indiana uh, is able to come out 
ahead on turnovers for the first time in a while, if they're able to do that, then I would feel really good about their chances uh, on Saturday. Uh, I I don't, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you've got to force four turnovers against Illinois and get four takeaways. That'd be great. I mean, and, and I'd feel real confident then, but it's more about playing a clean game on the offensive side of the ball and making a couple of plays on defense just to, to win that turnover margin uh, by any margin possible. I feel like that's giving Indiana uh, a really strong chance to come out victorious on Saturday. Yeah, and that's a good key. My key is to run the ball, uh, be able to run the ball. You can control the clock a little bit more. It's something they couldn't do against Maryland. Uh, even when they got out to that 14 nothing lead, you couldn't control the clock. Uh, and that the the thirty uh, the five point lead late in the game there, Morgan Ellison's got to be able to run against this uh, Illinois front, and then hopefully maybe get Cole Guest back. Uh, you know, Ricky Brookins is back there. He's been solid out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Devontae Williams is good out of the backfield as a pass catcher. But they need to run the football and not be one dimensional on offense. Uh, with with Richard Blago back there and, you know, chew up a little bit of this, get a lead and shut up. And, you know, running the ball is, is the easiest way to do that. All right, how about a prediction uh, A prediction for Saturday? Well, um, I can't say that I'm incredibly confident uh, for the reasons we laid out before, but uh, I, I do feel like Indiana understands what's at stake and it would not surprise me at all to see IU play uh, one of their best games of the season. Um, I I think Lego is going to have a nice day, um, and, and I would not be surprised to see Morgan Ellison eclipse 100 yards. And then the defense, um, I, I really hope that they get after Cam Thomas and play very aggressive against him because I think you can force him into a lot of mistakes uh, and, and make their passing game uh, a real dangerous adventure for them. Uh, so I'm going to go Indiana uh, 34, Illinois 17. Um, but I think Illinois will, will get a late touchdown or, or something against as Indiana's defense, like we said, uh, gets gas at the end of games. But uh, 34-17 with the Hoosiers in control for, for most of it. Yeah, and that's about what I had it. Um... I said IU 35, Illinois 17. Uh, just, you know, maybe India gets up big and, and can put some of these backup guys in on defense late in the game, uh, and Illinois scores that way. But this is a game Indiana needs to dominate, should dominate. Uh, and just for, for the mental health of everybody involved in the IU football program, fans, uh, players, coaches, support staff, come out here with their hair on fire on Saturday and just prove that, you know what, we had a, a really difficult beginning of the year schedule. This is, this is who we are. We're, we're a team who's not yet as good as everybody else uh, in the Big Ten East as far as those top four. We had our shot against Maryland, blew it, but we could beat the lowly teams in the Big Ten, uh, and that starts on Saturday uh, at Illinois. Yeah, I, I I think we both are pretty much on the same wavelength there. Um, it, it would be very disappointing. Uh, and I, I, you know, I would have to ask some questions 
Um, not about, you know, the, the not existential questions about kind of the the place of the program, but, you know, big picture questions about where I think it's going, uh, where I think it currently is, if Indiana is unable to win on Saturday. Um, if if that happens, um, you know, 0-7 uh, with losses to Maryland and Illinois, I, I think that we all would going to have to take a step back and, and reevaluate uh, how close we think IU is to to being, uh, you know, middle of the pack Big Ten team uh, because uh, the evidence would suggest otherwise if, if they were unable to win on Saturday. Yeah, if they lose to this Illinois team, it's a clear step back. You know, Maryland was a toss-up yeah. game last year. They were losing at halftime. It kind of was a game that, that shook out the same way as this year. IU got up early. Maryland came back, took the lead, and just IU just had the horses to, to get it done last year. Uh but they, they didn't really have a loss to a team like Illinois last year. The, the Wake Forest loss is a bad loss, but Wake Forest is a bowl team. This Illinois team is nowhere close to a bowl team. It's a team that that stinks. It, it's really bad. Um, and it, you're right. You got to re if you if Indiana can't come out of here with a win, you got to re reevaluate. Program going. It's a clear step back uh, from from where they were. I get you, you changed the, your head coach. You changed your whole entire offensive staff. Uh, there are a lot of holes that Evan Wilson left on this team uh, via offensive line and quarterback position. Uh, but you know, it, it is a clear step back. And and what do they need to do to get back to where they were a couple years ago? That's all. If they win, great. You go one and you see what they can yep. do against Rutgers so gonna take it one quarter at a time and uh, just just take care of business that's what they got to do just take care of business let everybody else worry about everything else let let writers worry about who's on the hot seat or who's not on the hot seat or the state of the program uh, things like that or who should be benched what decisions to make you know just go out play your game if you line up against these guys you should be able to play your game win. All right. That does it for our podcast. TJ, thanks for joining us. Uh, Who's your fans? Don't forget. It's a noon kickoff, 11 a.m. Central. It's BTN. I know a lot of people's guides haven't updated yet. Uh, it says Penn state Rutgers uh, right now. Check your overflow channels later in the week. It, it should update yeah. uh, later in the week. If not, uh, you could always use the big 10 to go app. Uh, those games, if you sign in with your cable provider, uh, those games usually can be seen live for free. Anyway, TJ, thanks for joining on, and uh, we'll talk uh, next week. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. All right. That does it for our Illinois-IU preview podcast. Uh, you can catch our tailgate show at the game on Saturday morning. Catch our postgame show after the game on Saturday evening. Uh, and we'll uh, keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle uh, for all the Hoosier news and notes you need. All right, that does it for our show. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll see you on Saturday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. <laughs> 